0: That's joinmidi.com. Blog
1: Talk Radio. The following program includes the opinions of Conk News and those of the call in participants. It does not reflect the views of our sponsors. From the offices of Conk News at Broadway and Central in North, Northeast Minneapolis, welcome to the Conk Happy Hour on Blog Talk Radio for Wednesday, February 16, 2022. I'm Jim Peters. I'm the editor-in-chief of Conk News. Call in and join us in the conversation here. The number is 516-418-5472. That's 516-418-5472. I'm going to give you a few announcements here tomorrow. We will have on at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, not our live show. It will be our pre-recorded weekend podcast that's called Conk Weekend. It's the usual cast of characters tomorrow. Joining us from San Diego will be Jennifer Gabani, the editor-in-chief of thecollegefix.com. We're going to go through some stuff that they have on their website in the last couple days, too. My God, it's a weird time to be alive, isn't it? Holy shit. And also Hank Reardon, our most uh, popular and um, consistent contributor here. He's the fulfillment journalist, quote unquote, for Kong News. He's becoming pretty popular on Getter, and you should check him out. That's Getter, G-E-T-T-R dot com, and he's at Hank Reardon, Reardon's R-E-A-R-D-E-N underscore FJ. And that stands for Fulfillment Journalist. Don't let your mind go into the gutter there. It doesn't stand for what you think. It stands for Fulfillment Journalist. So once again, he's at Hank Reardon underscore FJ on Getter. Yeah, check that out. He's he's getting about 50 um, uh, uh, followers every day. So I think he's about up to 500 now if I'm right. So let's go through the news today. This is uh, this is unbelievable. On Friday, we've been talking about this for the last three days. Nobody in the media will talk about it. Although the Wall Street Journal pretty, pretty much chastised everybody for not talking about it today. John Durham and his probe of the Russiagate controversy during the 2016 election on Friday afternoon, almost Friday evening, they released a thing saying they're, they're indicting a guy named Michael Sussman. And according to this indictment, not only did the Hillary Clinton campaign pay to have Donald Trump spied on, they even did it after he was elected president. And here's the absolute thing, thing I find absolutely mind-boggling. They actually bugged the White House. Now, let me explain to you technically how that happened. They, this came out today, and I have to admit I don't know... I've not verified this, and we at Kong News have not verified this. But supposedly, one of the cybersecurity firms that was providing security cybersecurity for the White House, one of the actual firms that was doing it was collecting the data and turning it over to the DNC. In other words, it was an inside job. Now, And Hank brought this up on Monday, on Monday's show here, him and I were talking, and he said, you know, they, they couldn't do this if someone on the inside wasn't helping. And he turns out he's absolutely right. I mean, I agreed with him, too. Well, that was, that's, it's the White House, for Christ's sake, you know. It's pretty hard to hack into that, even though I'm sure there's guys in China and Russia who have way too much time on their hands and know how to do it. Oh, the Chinese are paying people to do it, too. But, oh, oh, and let's get something straight here. The Russians are, too. But there's something about Russian hacking that you have to understand. Because I deal with computers and servers here every day. Some of the hacking in Russia is sponsored by the government. Some of it isn't. Some of it are just... Highly educated but unemployed people who have way too much time on their hands. This is true of basically the entire Eastern Bloc. There are people, there are guys, mostly guys, but but women too, who hack just because they have nothing else to do, and they don't. They're not even looking to get money out of it. They just do it as something to pass the time. I'm not kidding. Way less of that in China. and China, China's pretty much funding everything. But in Russia, now I'm not trying to get the Russian government off the hook. Yeah, they pay people to hack for sure. But a lot of the hacking coming out of Russia is not paid for by the government. and so You have to understand that because there's a lo- most of the hacking in the, in the, on the world stage comes from what used to be called the Eastern Bloc, the, Soviet, uh, the former Soviet Union countries, that sort of thing. Most of it comes from there. And that's the reason. They have an enormous number of highly educated people that don't have anything to do. They, they're they unemployed. So they do it for pleasure and to pass the time. There you go. So it was um, released today that... One, that this firm was actually one of the firms that the White House was hiring to provide their security, and they were collecting data and turning it over to the DNC. Now, what happened in the last, literally in the last two hours here, it's a little after 4 p.m. Central, Hillary Clinton did put out a statement regarding this, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. Let me tell you what she said here. I'm reading this right off the Fox News website. She says, Trump and Fox, Fox News, Trump and Fox are desperately spinning a fake scandal to distract from his real ones. So she said, so it's a day that ends in why. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. She's tweeting now. And she, she linked to a Vanity Fair article that said, for those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of their latest nonsense. There's no debunking of this. That's the thing. This is a, an official government probe that's put out by the U.S. government by a special counsel. You can't – she can talk to. she's blue in the face. And you know what was occurring to me today? Um, actually, you – I think when people are going to look back on this, I mean, it's pretty obvious that we have a fairly fractured country in terms of political desires, whims, and ideology. We do. We, we've, we've tribalized and we've taken sides. And I think twenty, thirty, fifty years from now, when people look back on this, they will. Hillary Clinton's going to come out as the bad guy. There was an art, There was a cartoon that was floating around on conservative websites that I don't know if it was actually on Conk on the funny section on Conk or not. I didn't see it there. It might have been. We we have a whole column where we just aggregate uh, political cartoons, uh, and it was it was. A cartoon of Hillary, characters with Hillary and Richard Nixon both saying, I'm not a crook. And I don't think it's an exaggeration. There are already people saying this is worse than Watergate, and it is. It is worse than Watergate. And the primary reason it's worse than Watergate. Okay, so Nixon hacked into the – literally, physically hacked into the DNC headquarters to get information. He's running against them. Hillary – Hacks digitally into the Trump servers at Trump Tower because she's running against him. It's it's one thing to to do this against a political impo- uh, opponent, and it may be unethical and it may be illegal. But you can you know, at least understand the motivation. You want to win. The idea is to win. The strange thing, you know, this is, uh, James Carville has talked about this before. The strange thing about American politics is that there's no second place. You either win or you're in the dustbin obscurity. One or the other. I would make the argument that even if you win, you're in the dustbin of, of, of obscurity. People, uh, people have no talent at anything, and and you know we've talked about this on our broadcast here in the past. Uh, I'm a firm believer that the majority of people going to politics are complete utter losers, and I really, really hate to say that because you don't want to discourage. Qualified, competent people from doing it. God, I don't. I wish more would, but it just doesn't happen because, especially on the national level, you just get trash. You get to- your life gets totally, utterly, completely trash. Look what's happened to Trump. No one's proved anything against Trump in five years. He's the attorney generals of both California and New York are going through Trump's business dealings. And even they have said that even though they found improprieties and maybe some illegal activity, that Trump himself, they found nothing that he personally has done wrong. and And, and his children, his family, too that Trump himself has done nothing illegal. No one's ever been able to pin anything on this guy, not even just in the last five years, folks, in the last 40 years. This guy's been in business for at least 40 years. He's been sued and sued and sued and sued, and he has not won every single one of those suits. He's won the vast majority of them. But no one's ever come up with criminal charges. As far as I know, as far as anybody knows, he's never been arrested for anything. He's never been even arrested for jaywalking. This guy has a completely, utterly clean record, and people try and try and try. And well, Anyway, so let me get back to this whole thing with uh, with the White House and, and Hillary here and about how she's going to end up being the next Richard Nixon. So you can understand why they did this because their opponents... They're running against each other. Like I said, there's, you know, there, you know, the idea is to win. What's inexcusable on in this point is that it continued after the election, and it actually continued to the White House. This is the part that, I mean, this is the part about this I find absolutely appalling. They hacked the White House for an election that already happened. And some guy in Red State, and I was trying to find the article just before we went on, on air here, um, but I couldn't. Uh, it was it was earlier this morning. You know, if you go to our website at uh there's like 200 news sources. We grab articles from all over the place. Uh, and it all turns over every three hours. So I keep a running tab during the day here about what we want to talk about on these shows because sometimes we can't have a hard time finding those articles six hours later. This was one of them. But he said, "He said I know why Hillary uh, continued this after the election. She wanted to overturn it. You know, I, I've uh, we've uh, Tim Conaway, one of our news contributors here, and also he hosts on Tuesday. He hosted yesterday, did a great job. I listened. I called in. I'm just like a guy. <laughs> uh, you know, him and I have had disagreements over the last year about whether there was any significant cheating." The 2020 election, but that said, oh Jesus, I just lost my train of thought. God Almighty, it's I'm fucking 66 years old. This is terrible. All right, so we were talking about talking about. um, uh, Oh oh oh, okay. All right, I got it now. So the. the Uh, you know, whether cheating happened is something we can debate about, but there's no debate about the fact that there, that Trump was not going to be reinstated as president. I mean, I've said this, I said this, uh, you know, in January and February, if you thought something was going to happen where Trump was going to be reinstated, once the Senate voted on those electoral votes on January 6th, and even though that got a little sidetracked, uh, once that happened, uh, there's no, that's it. Um, Biden's president. Nothing's going to change that unless he dies, but then Trump's not going to be put in either. As a matter of fact, according to the 25th Amendment, if the president-elect dies before he's actually inaugurated, the vice president-elect actually becomes president. That's actually the law. So no, Trump was never going to become president after that point. But apparently, this columnist from the red state, he said and he thought that Clint, that. Hillary actually thought she could overturn the election, that that she thinks that was actually what was going on in her mind. And I'm starting to think this woman's completely, utterly delusional. Hank talks about this on Monday, too, About and we've talked about this before. She's married to quite possibly, arguably, the biggest political genius of his generation, Bill Clinton who was even if you're conservative I think you have to admit at this point he was a really good president I I would say he was almost a great president I think maybe some conservatives would argue with me but you can't argue with the fact he got more done more positive stuff done than most people now we can we can debate the ethics of his person yeah that's fine I understand I know even democrats who think he should have been impeached because of his behavior I understand that. I've never really cared about that stuff per se. I mean, I think it's so, my thing is you find somebody to do the job and their personal life is up to them and, you know, God bless you, because it's so hard to find somebody who could do this well. It's so hard to find somebody who has talent, the actual talent to do these jobs. And since Clinton, the next person is Trump, I'm sorry, George W. Bush didn't have it and Barack Obama definitely didn't have it. Trump actually got stuff done. That is actually the thing, I mean the comparison right now, this is the reason that the Democrats are going to get creamed this November. And man, that's the other thing on our talking points list today. It's like stuff has come out, polls have come out in the last couple of days. If things don't change, they're seriously seriously screwed. As a matter of fact, here's an amazing thing. Most Democrats don't think Democrats should win should be win office in in November. I'm not kidding. The generic ballot, most Democrats are voting against the generic ballot, like fifty six percent. It's mind boggling. It's just incredible. I think we might be entering a a a a point here, a point in history that will be similar to what the Democrats had going in the mid twentieth century. Where basically from the end of the war, from forty five to ninety six, when the contract of America took took up basically democrats completely ruled american government it was a roughly 40 50 years and i think that's going to happen now as the republicans turn they they have so screwed this up it's going to be at least 20 years before i think they get, it, they get any real power that's what i'm predicting we'll see but the real amazing thing is so is so, so um, getting back to this the whole thing of hacking the white house and the Durham probe, they released this on Friday. No news over the weekend. Nobody even touches it. Only Fox News reports on it. Or oh, and the, I shouldn't. I don't want to belittle the um, other conservative television outlets, Newsmax and the First TV, and all this. Really, sort of they did too. But no mainstream media did. So come Monday, come Tuesday, there starts to be a little bit in the mainstream media, but it's mostly. Um, Well, for example, uh, uh, the uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post were chiding right-leaning media for carefully scrutinizing off-track narratives that are often based on misleading presentation of the facts or outright misinformation. That's a quote from the Wall Street Journal, uh, and I would say, no, no, they're the ones that are doing that. They've they've always been doing that. They've been doing it for the last five years. I, I don't... I'm still mystified by the support uh, or the the tirade, the intense hatred of Donald Trump. I still am. I understand why you don't like him. I understand why, especially if you're on the other side, uh, he's relatively effective at getting things done, and you may not like what he's doing. I understand that. I understand that he's a weird person. I mean, I think we have to con- – I'm a huge Trump supporter, and I don't know a single Trump supporter that won't – Say that the guy sometimes speaks out of turn, sometimes he's petty and vindictive, and and he's just – you can make an argument he's just a fucking weirdo. I mean, you could. But, But he has a talent for doing this stuff. He does. There's no doubt about it. He had four years. He basically turned the country completely around, and now we have the contrast of Democrat ideology running the country, and it's completely, utterly going to hell. No doubt about it. There was an article in. Um, let me see. This is in uh, the National Review today. They're talking about um, what's called modern monetary theory, MMT for short. So modern monetary theory states that basically, uh, I'm gonna. This is in a nutshell. Basically, you can print as much money as you want, and you don't have to worry about inflation because inflation doesn't kick in until. What, what do they say? It has something to do with the spending power of the public or something. It's complete utter bullshit. That's the thing. I mean, we have people now who are touting ideas that are completely, totally, utterly wrong. Totally wrong. The reason we're in this problem right now is because the government printed too much money to accommodate COVID. And especially paying people more money to stay home than they would if they were working. Uh, that's the start of this, the genesis of this whole thing. Now the genie's out of the bottle. It's going to be very difficult to get it back in. Very difficult. Uh, The the Fed is talking about at least four interest rate heights this year and maybe seven. uh, this This is not going to go any better. But if you think that this had nothing to do with printing useless money. You're just plain stupid. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I have friends who don't buy, who don't buy any what would generally be considered uh, you know, uh, regular economic theory. Paul Krugman makes his living spouting complete utter nonsense. Hell, he won a Nobel Prize for the New York Times. It's, it's, this is crazy. This guy should not be writing anything. He shouldn't even be, I don't. he doesn't even deserve a teaching position. He's nuts. But there. But it's like we have had five years now of Democrats and liberals trying to tell us the sky is green. The sky is not green. The sky is blue. And you can't print that much money and expect good things to happen. And now Biden is actually saying that the way to get out of inflation is to pass this bill, bill – Bring back border, whatever. the Bullshit. It's bullshit. Bring back bullshit, Bill. There. I renamed it. (laughs) He thinks printing even more money is going to solve this. You know something? He's wrong. Folks, we're going to take a commercial break here. Two minutes. I'll be right back. Stay tuned, please.
0: It's true that some things change as we get older. of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
2: Hi, folks. These uncertain times can cause uncertain gut slowdown. Worry and fear can wreak havoc on our digestion, making it hard to feel optimum. Bloating, less energy, and occasional constipation can slow you down in your daily activity. Try Life Change Tea. Get the tea.com. Life Change Tea can help get things moving, so you can get that boost of energy you need. Life Change Tea helps protect and defend your health from intruders. It's a weird time right now with all the uncertainty, so gear up and defend your health. Where do you go to purchase? Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's getthetea.com. The specials are on the front page, and we have numerous supplements to help combat intruders. It's time to take charge of our health and to feel better in life. It's time to live. Again, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Getthetea.com. It is so worth it. Getthetea.com. Tea,
1: Part two of the pronged happy hour of blog talk radio. I'm Jim Peters. Give us a call. 516-418-5472. Number never changes. But if you call us when we're off the air, you get a nice, pretty, uh, sexy British lady that tells you to call back. I just want to talk on, the, uh, t- uh, touch on this, uh, thing one more time about this, uh, hacking of, uh, the White House. It's really amazing that Donald Trump. This wasn't just a. There's, you know, they've been playing this clip over and over on on cable news about Leslie Stahl interviewing Trump, and that was in 2020. And she said, "Well, you know," and he said, "Well, you know, they 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 spied on my campaign." And she said, "No, they didn't." No, she even said. Mr. Trump, this is 60 minutes. Now, he's, he's talking to the president of the United States, mind you. She says, this is 60 minutes. You can't lie to us. Well, it turns out he wasn't lying. And he said this even right – people remember this. He said this even right after he won the election. He said they spied on my campaign. And I got to in. I didn't believe him. I, my first thought is, well, why would President Obama do that? It's like he, like he doesn't have any better things to do. He doesn't have a – Real dog in the fight. He's kind of he's you know he's going to be out of office. Why would he have Why would he have done that? I understand why Hillary would have done it, but why would the Obama administration done it? And it turns out there's a couple reasons. First of all, Barack Obama's a petty vindictive bastard, and so is Trump. The only here's the difference. I've told you. I've said this in the past. Trump will stab you in your chest when you come into the room and tell you he wants to kill you. Barack Obama will pat you on the back as you're leaving the room and tell you you've done a great job and then stab you in the back. That's the difference between these two guys. They're both petty, vindictive bastards. One of them is just more direct than the other. I personally prefer the direct approach. It's pretty obvious that Barack Obama is a, is can be a very petty man. Two cases in point, Michael Flynn and Dinesh D'Souza. Now, generally... I I can't say this because even people have been supporters of Obama have said he's a very thin-skinned person. So I take that. I assume that's true. But as a general rule, he's let complaints from the press roll off his back. When Dinesh D'Souza did his documentary in about 2014 or wherever it was 2012, where he started talking about members. Obama's family, especially members who lived overseas in Kenya and such, I think he in Obama's mind he crossed a line, and basically he had D'Souza arrested. I think it was for tax evasion, but the charge was totally bogus, completely. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but D'Souza, I think, even did a short amount of time in prison. If I'm, it was there's absolutely no doubt it was politically motivated. I mean, maybe by by omission or error or whatever. D'Souza actually did do that stuff, but that's not the reason he ended up in prison. That's not even the reason they ended up arresting him. He got arrested because somebody in the Obama White House told the FBI to go arrest him. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. The other thing is Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn had the audacity to doubt President Obama's orders as commander-in-chief, and and for that— he was persona non grata in the Obama White House, and that's why they said as soon as, uh, as soon as Trump was inaugurated, they said we're not only going to get Trump, we're going to get him through Flynn. And what happened was years and years of personal misery for the Flynn family that was completely and utterly unjustified. Totally, there's you can't put this in any starker terms. I mean, this guy was fucked. There's, that, yes, f u c k e d. He was fucked. So, you know, you're talking. Of, like I said, you're talking about two two different guys who basically can be petty and vindictive, and vindictive in two completely different ways. But I'm getting back to the to 2017, 2016, and 2017, when Trump said they spied on my campaign. I'm saying, no no, they didn't. I thought. Why would anybody do that? Especially now you're president. Why would you? Why do they do? Why would you care? Well, it turns out they were, and it turns out it's probably because, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Hillary's petty and vindictive too. They the spine went on after the campaign was over. After Trump became president, they spied on him in the White House. They bugged the White House. When I mean bugged, I'm not talking about you know physical microphones. I'm talking about data. They they captured data from the White House illicitly and illegally. I do want to point something out that the guy, the company that's now been blamed for doing this, uh, the guy who owns it or runs it, the CEO, his name is Joffe. He's gone told he's basically told everybody today that Alyssa that this is wrong because he said they've never done anything uh, that's partisan. They don't care about partisanship. It's strictly business. It was, they had a contract with the executive branch. And that was it. And he said they don't—they didn't do it. Maybe he's right. Maybe he didn't do it. Maybe some of his employees did. It's hard to—you know—where where you draw the line. That I have a hard time believing anybody would 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 risk their contract with the executive branch of the government to get some information. I, I do, but you know, people don't think logically. Who knows? I just want to point that out. He says this is all false, but. There's always a chance that the company itself didn't do it, but employees in the company did. So you never know. That was Hank's take on Monday. And Hank, I mean, I, couldn't, I can't argue with Hank. He's absolutely right. You'd almost need somebody on the inside to do something like that. Anyway, let's end this with this. And that is Jimmy Kimmel got on TV last night, and he said, all right, I got to play this. I got to actually look at this. He he said that um, that the story, the Durham story, is for those Fox News viewers and their soft oatmeal like brains. And I've been trying and trying for months, maybe even years at this point, to kind of give this guy a pass, and now I can't. That's disgusting. Once again, I I have to we have to um, emphasize this. These are. This is an official government special counsel probe that's saying this stuff. This, this isn't somebody on Fox News making it up or somebody on MSNBC making it up. This is a guy special counsel for the United States government. And so – and everyone – you know, I told you before the break, Hillary's saying it's all made up as – I mean, she's just – it's just – She's just trying to deflect – she said they're trying to deflect from Trump's misdeeds. What, what misdeeds? Which ones? All the stuff you made up? The stuff, the Russian collusion, the hoax, the, the, the call with the Ukraine, all that stuff you made up? Is that what you're trying to defle- – he's trying to deflect from He's not president anymore, honey. He doesn't even have a position anymore. He has no title. He's a guy sitting in his office – Anyway, pretty much, I pretty much lost permanently lost um, um, respect for Jimmy Kimmel when I read this. Not to mention the fact, and let's bring this up too: Greg Gutfeld on Fox News is kicking Jimmy Kimmel's ass. Matter of fact, he's kicking everybody's ass in late night, except for Colbert, where he's pretty much tied with him. And it goes back and forth on day to day and week to week, but Colbert and 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 um, and. And um, Gutfeld are pretty much tied for the lead in the late-night ratings. Everyone else is being smoked, including Fallon, everyone. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, you tell me about how the soft oatmeal brains – I bet you'd love some of those oatmeal brains for your commercial ratings, wouldn't you? Just love it. Let's go on to the Ukraine. So uh, you probably heard that we're (laughs) – that Russia was going to invade the Ukraine today, that didn't happen, <laughs> and now it turns out. Now this is a thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but Zelensky, the guy who's the prime minister of Ukraine, he's before he was prime minister, he was a professional comedian. I'm not making that up. That's really true. It, it's kind of like um, you know, it's like. Uh, like, Stephen Colbert become a president, you know? It's like, uh, he, was a, he was a professional comedian. Uh, so, apparently, when he said on Monday that I think they, they're going to invade on Wednesday, apparently, he was joking. <laughs> and, and the White House apparently did not get or see the joke. <laughs> they didn't understand. And, like, this is just, like, this is crazy shit. But... Uh, what's the guy's name uh our our national security advisor uh has been going on television saying uh the russians saying that they are pulling they're pulling out from ukraine that they've been pulling out they've been pulling out all day but sorry my phone's my phone's ringing uh jake uh Whatever his name is, he says there's no uh, there's no evidence of this. But there's no evidence they were attacking either. So you, you know it's the wag the dog scenario, and it's like, so someone's getting stumped, man. <laughs> and wouldn't you know? It's probably our White House. They are probably being taken for the fools they are. And yeah, so Zelensky. He's a comedian and he's just fucking with people. (laughs) So there you go. That's how that's turning out. In San Francisco yesterday, three of the main, the president, vice president, and one of the commissioners of the main San Francisco school board were ousted on a recall. That's not really the news. Here's the news. The only reason they ousted three people is because there's a law in San Francisco you have to be in office for a certain number amount of time before you can be recalled. And the other thing is the proportions of votes these people did not get or got against them. Uh, it was all of them were over seventy percent. It was like seventy five, seventy two, seventy eight percent. I don't know which ones which. They were all over seventy percent, and this really surprises me because I thought that San Francisco would be the last place on earth that would reject the woke mob. I really did. I, I always thought that the way this was going, and if you've been to California and if you know San Francisco, is so ungodly, terribly liberal. I always thought that this was the one place in America that will never... That never denounce any of this. I really thought that that you were you know fifty years from now you'll be able to go to San Francisco and there will be homeless people sleeping on every corner in the city. I, I actually thought that was going to happen, but apparently people in San Francisco are getting tired of this crap. So not only were these three school board members ousted, they're ousted by huge percentages. And there was a really great article in the in the Federalist, off of Kong News today, and the the, the um the headline was East Coast, West Coast. Turns out everybody's mad. <laughs> yeah, it does. Everyone's pissed off. So let's go from that. Then let's go to the polling, the the polling that came out um, in the last couple of days. Oh, the Democrats, my God, the Democrats are really, really screwed. Article in Red State. I'm going to read. This was uh, a summary of the poll written by, and I think it's Trafalgar. I can't remember who did the poll itself. But the quote from the pollsters was, The takeaway from this poll is that Democrats have more or less lost absolute faith in their party to accomplish anything. Note what I said there, that Democrats have lost faith in their party to accomplish anything. Not the public, not Republicans, Democrats. Democrats are starting to vote now against their own party. I don't know if that makes them Republicans. I don't know. It makes them former Democrats. I don't know how you want to parse that. But Democrats are now voting against their own party and against their own people. As, uh, this is uh, unprecedented. This is unprecedented. Doom and, demo- doom and despair emanate from the latest Democrat internal polling. That's from Red State, too. My God, I mean, this is like, as of yesterday, 30 Democrats in the House have announced their retirement. Or the fact they're not running for re-election. And, and they only have, right now, the Democrats only have a a, a majority of five people in the House and of course they had the, the senate is split 50-50 so kamala harris the vice president gets the tie breaking vote so that's their only they have a, their, their only majority in the senate is technical they have none and like i said i have the feeling that come this november and also come 2024 too um, because yes anything can change at any time you know that's true shit does happen but like I said about the inflation, the stuff that the the Biden uh, administration has either done or let happen is going to take so, – would take so long to undo that they don't have a chance in hell. They won't be able to get this done in three years. They can't reverse the border. They can't reverse inflation. I mean there's a possibility that they started today. Maybe in two years, inflation would start coming back would, – would start um, – bottoming out and start uh, the economy would start coming up but then you've got people like AOC and here's the problem the problem with Democrats and I'm I'm just free associating here uh on morning Joe yesterday Joe Scarborough who uh, you, you know you don't even want me to talk about this show and you know and you know Hank thinks I'm nuts and I don't care uh I, I could make an argument that 15 years ago when they started, Morning Joe was the best talk show on American television. It was fantastic. They had on a whole bunch of different viewpoints. I mean, um, Scarborough himself was basically a centrist. He was the only single Republican on the entire uh, channel. He still says he's Republican, but that's bullshit. He isn't. He's doing whatever his uh, overlords at MSNBC are telling him to do and say. It's pretty obvious now he's doing this for a paycheck I'm guessing that between the two of them, him and his wife, the former, his co-anchor, that they're, uh, they're probably taking home $10 million a year. That's my guess. So uh, he's, he's towing the party line. But even they yesterday on the morning show, even they are saying that most Democrats are getting tired of woke politics. And then you get AOC who gets on the – she was at some um, – she was in Texas. What am I we talking about? She said that Texas. she's doing a fundraiser in Texas for some uh, Democrat uh, Party candidate for her house. First of all, and this has been brought up time and time again, but it deserves repeating, she's, she spends virtually no time in her own district in New York City, virtually none. She, I think she represents parts of the Bronx, if I'm right. I was going to have to confuse the, the congressional districting in the city of New York is so weird. i, I oh never it was like part of a, a Long Island city or something like that. But, oh yeah, um, she's east of the East River, if I'm correct. She doesn't spend any time in her district, none. She's always off somewhere else. So in Texas, she goes to Texas and she's saying, well, Texas is eventually going to turn blue. Yeah, and then she gets on some podcast or radio show and she says, well, you know, the problem with climbing the United States, the problem isn't that people are stealing stuff just for the hell of it. They're stealing stuff because people are running out of baby formula, because the um, those uh, subsidies for people from 2021 – have expired, and now people are are desperate for food and baby formula, so they're stealing baby formula. There's no evidence of anybody stealing any baby formula. You can find evidence of people going into Louis Vuitton and completely trashing the store and coming out with really nice handbags, but baby formula, no, no. This woman's nuts. As somebody said recently i can 't remember who it was, but I concur with this, and that is the only reason anybody pays any attention to her it is because she 's young and cute that 's correct she 's a young and cute female and, and 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 I have to give her credit for this she does speak passionately. The problem is her passion is completely misplaced she 's crazy that 's the problem she 's a affluent, petulant young person who 's i mean in her mind uh the House of Representatives of the United States government is high school. That's what's going on here. I can't. This, I mean, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing that we have people like this, but I shouldn't talk because right here in Northeast Minneapolis, the person who represents the district where I'm sitting this very minute is Elon Omar of, of Minnesota, uh, who's at least as crazy as AOC. At least. We're going to take another break, everybody. We'll come more about this when we come back. Stay tuned, please.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
2: Folks, this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com Our CBD is made from hemp and has .003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied, but you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with, (laughs) you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp, Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss ancientlifeoil.com.
1: That's ancientlifeoil.com. Have a great day. And if you go to ancientlifeoil.com and put in the promo code CONK, C-O-N-K, you'll get free shipping on your first order. Part 3 of the Conk Happy Hour at Blog Talk Radio. I'm Jim Peters from the studio's offices of Conk News in Northeast Minneapolis. We don't really have a studio here. We have a fairly large office slash newsroom, and we have a large, large broadcast table at one end, which is why occasionally... (laughs) <laughs> some Somebody said to me they thought this sounded kind of charming Occasionally Usually people leave here by 4pm By the time uh, we start this But sometimes there's people working here And you can actually hear them in the background So yeah people actually do work here I know it's amazing It's true Tomorrow we're doing Conk Weekend. You'll see it here, Conk Weekend on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. That's a pre-recorded show. You can't call in there. You can call in here right now. Number is 516-418-5472. That's 516-418-5472. But I brought that up because Jennifer Cabani is joining us tomorrow. She's the editor-in-chief of the CollegeFix.com. Uh, they are friends uh, there. They're the most popular conservative campus publication in the United States. Uh, I, I I always tell her this is kind of sad. CampusReform.org gets all the attention, but the College Fix gets most of the page views. So uh, people read it. Um, I'm going to uh, we we pull articles out of it all the time. And here's an article that um, was in the College Fix yesterday. I'll just read you the headline: Inflated diversity bureaucracy conquers and divides at the University of Michigan. Here's the thing on this: This is unbelievable. I find this unbelievable. Uh, the combined salary payout for all the Michigan University of Michigan diversity, equity, and inclusivity st- inclusivity staff is more than fourteen million dollars for their I love. I personally like to change the acronym up to diversity, inclusivity, and equity because that makes it DIE. That makes it die, and that's the very reason they don't have it that way because they know that is DEI. But I love. I, I like DIE better. But yeah, they have. They have. They have. They have, they have salaries. They are paying for out fourteen million dollars for people to. occupy this uh, department. They sure do a lot. This is crazy shit. No, one, you know, this is what's happening in America today and it's happening at every level of our education system and that is while we're arguing about pronouns and which uh, bathroom Sally or, or Jack should be able to use because he feels like he's transgender now. The Chinese communist kids, they're they're learning calculus and they're going to beat the shit out of us in 20 years, if not 10. No one's paying any attention to actually learning anything. It's just hilarious. So uh, there was an article just as I went on. We went on uh, air today. Uh, I saw on calling News that in 2021, the U.S. military spent six million, uh, no six million man hours on diversity training. Six million man hours. If I'm right, there's two million people in the in the U.S. military. I think. If I'm correct, I think that's the round figure. They spent six million man hours teaching those two million people. That's three million, three hours a person uh, instructing them on diversity. That's great. Now, what happens when you have to kill somebody? What happens then? Are you going to wonder whether they're diverse enough or maybe they're too diverse and you shouldn't kill them? Is that what you're going to wonder? Huh? 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 I was a professional musician most of my life, most of my 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 adult life there's one thing I learned about being a musician and i and i 'm not anymore i do this is my job now i'm the editor in chief of calling News, but I did learn one thing, and that is learning music, learning an instrument it's it, it's seriously difficult it's hard to do well it's it's really hard to do it takes constant practice. I mean, I know the guys who play in the local symphony orchestra here in minneapolis i mean there there's guys who've been doing it for forty or fifty years they still practice four six, eight hours a day. I know this, but and the reason I bring this up is this is that is the one thing i 'm glad and i 'm really glad I did that not because not for the the well i i 'm glad per se that i was was able to master something like that, but the real reason is. It got me thinking about something other than myself. And this is hard to explain because I'm starting to realize that most people in America, most people around the world, have nothing other than themselves to think about. And the thing about thinking about something else is it gets you outside, not just gets you outside of your own comfort zone, it basically gets you outside of your body. It's an out-of-body experience. All of a sudden, you know, you're trying to think about how to finger this passage. Now, and this is true of any problem anybody has anywhere. Which I suppose I can make the argument it's because, and we've we've talked about this at length at this uh, on this uh, broadcast too about the fact that people in America who make enormous amount, amounts of money still want to work. There's very, very few people who will make twenty, thirty, fifty million dollars or a billion dollars and say, you know, I'm done. I'm going. I'm going to buy a buy an buy an island. On well, the Caribbean, I'm going to go sit and drink margaritas all day. People generally don't do that, and it's, it's and it's there's a, a minority of people who find that fascinating and irrational. Because a lot of people say that's the first thing I do. I'd be you know I'd be out of here, but people need problems. You need a problem to solve, and. It almost doesn't matter what the problem is. If the problem is a technical problem, like how to program a web server or how to finger a violin pac- passage in some symphony or whatever it is, you need that problem. And what we have now is we have education where there are, no one's presenting any real problems what we're telling people is, well, you know, you have to understand the history of our country and the fact that you're racist, and you have to apologize for that. And that in and of itself is terrible. It is. All this racist uh, CRT bullshit is complete utter crap, but it goes beyond that. It goes beyond the fact that while you're doing that, you're not solving algebra problems. And first of all, your soul needs the al- algebra problem. I know that people who are advocating CRT theory will also say, well, your soul also needs to know about the racist, the racist uh, portion of America. I would counter that, that even if that's true, which I'm not sure it is because there's not a single person alive today who was a slave – now, uh, that's one of the th- problems with this is we're dealing entirely, not in the past. At this point, we're dealing with the distant past. Even, But even putting that as- all aside, pro- your your brain needs the algebra problem more. That's what I think. So now we have a military that's teaching people that they're racist, and we have schools that are teaching people that they're racist, and we're paying people millions and millions of dollars to supposedly figure out racism that is questionably, arguably not there. And as bad as all that is, while that's going on, you're not solving the genome problem at the lab. You're not. Because there's only so much time in the day and you can either do one or the other. This is my problem, really, with America. This is the reason if we don't get our shit together. We are seriously, seriously fucked. And we're fucked by the Chinese. The Russians don't have enough economic... Or horsepower, although they definitely have an educated populace, you know, and I didn't mean to do this. It's amazing. I'm coming full circle here from the top of the show when I was explaining the fact that a lot of Russian hackers hack because they have nothing else to do. Well, once again, they need a problem. That's the thing. You have people who are doing something just for the joy of doing it because they have nothing else to do. They're not employed. And they're highly technically skilled. The Russian people are very, very intelligent. Uh, I would put them on a par of, of, with us in the West or in the United States, but the thing is they don't have the opportunities and, and the uh, circumstances that we do. But nonetheless, they're still very, very smart people. The Chinese, uh, for lack of a better term, they're, they're used to being a collective there's so many of them and they've had so much communism over there over the course of the last 100 years it comes in and out it's getting pretty bad right now and we should probably talk about the olympics too because the olympics have been an unmitigated disaster for china there's no way to get around this but they're they're how do i put this they are I don't know, how, I don't know how, how internally driven they are as people. I don't. That's the best way I can put this. But it doesn't matter. They're still going to learn algebra. They're going to learn algebra and calculus. And we
0: aren't.
1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hank walked in. Hey, want to sit down? Yeah. Hank Reardon's here. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah. So, Hank, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about, hold on, I'll just say, go ahead. Go ahead. Good evening. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's and okay. I had a virus
4: get in my Outlook on my phone yesterday on the calendar. Uh huh. Set like eight thousand appointments. You lose. So I, had to, I had to wipe it off, and now you lose them. You lose them all. I get. Yeah, I got it cleaned up, uh, but
1: it's. Uh, I have a password issue. You know how that is. Yeah, yeah. Pass the word. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you a couple. I've been talking about you. First of all, about your success on Getter, but also I remember talking about the fact that you said on Monday, you know, we were talking about this thing about the White House getting hacked, about how you said it was an inside job, and it turns out today they figured out that was. Had to be. I mean, you think about it. That's right. It turns out that the firm, one of the firms they actually hired to do the cybersecurity was leaking the information of the Democrats, although the CEO of the firm says it was not a company thing. That maybe have been employees. He's quite adamant about this. But yeah, too bad. Yeah, right. You're that's, going down. Right, you're going down. And he maybe he's just lying. We don't know too. We don't know. Well, and that's
4: what it comes down to. You know, the twits here that have the run our IT division at Conk. Yeah, you know, you've we've talked to them, right? I mean, they're always this and that, and there's just no way they know who's coming at us every day, not that they can't get through, but they know when, if they got through. Yeah. Because they tell us. You would That's see right. this or you would see that. It's all smoke and, we, and mirrors. Yeah, they never give us the truth, but at least the things we pick up on in our um, in the meetings talking to these guys is that there's, there's just no way. You're going to know someone got in there. Yeah. Someone
1: breached something. Yeah. And then I was talking about the, uh, when you came in, I was talking about the Chinese, about how education and this, this is from a, an article on the College Fix um, about the fact that at the University of um, Michigan, they're spending over four, $14 million last year on their diversity, inclusivity, and equity uh, department. That's just the salaries, not the actual budget for the thing. They spend $14 million hiring people. Yeah, if you're sending your kid to college next year and
4: or this fall in 2022, you're an idiot. You're <laughs> an absolute idiot. I don't yeah. give a shit if, you, if they want to be an accountant or a doctor or any of that. Make them go out and work for two years. Take a sabbatical from school. Get some real experience. They're going to get some great jobs. And let this college thing... F- Get figured out,
1: yeah. Well, you know? I mean, do you agree with me? There's going to, there are going to be colleges that are going to spring up or trans or convert to specifically uh, counteract this shit. No, you don't think so?
4: Where are they? I don't know. Right? I mean, that, it's the same thing as charter schools.
1: For I mean, think of the money to get a college going. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I just figured there are colleges that already exist that somebody somebody maybe you're right maybe it's just uh, uh um there's too many colleges let's face oh that. yeah
4: I absolutely, mean, right? absolutely so they need right they need the toilet flushed right to thin them out and then they got to pick sides yeah which is the worst thing ever yeah it is you it's should terrible. go to college to learn how to debate people and if you and if you aren't reasonable and if you're uneducated. If you're just giving your opinion, then you should be shouted down and forced to cry on your way out the door. And then you'll go grow up if you want to come back, but that's not... They have safe spaces, so you get to
1: project your opinion, not the practical experience or what you learned. My fear uh, about what you're talking about is, like, like I wouldn't... At this point, I would never go to college at all, but... If you're in certain types of professions, like accounting. We don't need any more accountants for at least 10 years. And, lo- and
4: the existing accountants would agree 100%. Yes, no, they would. Right? They would, that's right. So, there's too many no- accounts
1: and there's too many lawyers. So two things we don't need. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Right? There are, there are literally too many accounts, and especially there's too many lawyers. There's way too many lawyers. That's way, way too m- ma- so ma- much litigation. That's right. They're literally making business for themselves. Yep.
4: Yeah. And doctors, are, are the in scientists, right? I don't know. Doctors, They're- scientists, those are the people that really need the higher education. And for sure, they just need to learn the science of it. Not the Fauci bullshit science, 40 years at 80-year-old, the highest paid government employee yeah. at 80. There isn't a fucking Fortune 1000 company that's got an 80-year-old running it.
1: Hey, uh, this was actually on uh, on Conte. Your brother about Fauci. the fact that that um, uh, Feinstein. Oh, this is on uh, Newsmax. Feinstein approval rating sinks to all-time low in California poll. She's eighty-eight years old. Yeah. She's eighty-eight fucking right. years old. That should be your obituary. That not should not poll. I just find this amazing. Yeah. Geez, I wonder why your your phone numbers are tanking. Christ, you're 88 years old. Right. Joe is like the young guy walking around. Yes, there. <laughs> she
4: is with his shitty pants. You know, it's
1: been brought up if if Hillary were actually to run in 2024 on inauguration day, she'd be 82. Yeah, she ain't running. No, she ain't. Well, no, she's I mean, going this, to the fucking gallows. That's right. <laughs> well, seriously, what I, what I was saying at the top of the show today is I I said that that um, I think she will end up being, like, the bad guy if, uh, In 50 years from now. People look back on her like worse than Nixon. It'll yeah. Be...
4: Well, and her party's going to take her down because oh, right. they That's need right. someone to jam all this at. They're going to get it on Bill, Chelsea.
1: Yeah. It's going to come out how dirty this Clinton Foundation was. And, and, this is, and this is also what's going on today about the, the, poll, the Democrat polling. I mean, they're completely, utterly tanking. The a poll came out today about the fact that most Democrats don't want to vote for Democrats. Right. Well, and when you look at this,
4: Biden knew they were doing this. Right? Yeah, Biden right. knew they were doing this. Obama knew they were doing it. Right. They, and they probably were the ones doing it. They just suckered in Hillary because they gonna, they're going to need a scapegoat if it comes out. So yeah. think about it. They know they're doing this. They've got a timeline. They know the Russians do their stuff with uh, exercises. And so they're... Uh, Merrick Garland, Durham reports to Merrick Garland, so Merrick Garland's keeping the White House up to speed, and they're just trying to find these little cutouts if they have to do something. And that's why they said today... I got to go cook my war steaks. I don't know if there any shots fired today. They said today was the war day. No, no, right? No. Because they knew the Durham report was coming out because yeah. Merrick Garland.
1: Yeah. So they, and, they had all these wag the dog things set that's up. That's right. Well, that no, I, I I mentioned that too. I thought you would use a wonderful uh summary of, of today's show about the fact that you know the Zelensky though. Premier, the Prime Minister of the Ukraine, you know he's a former professional comedian. Right. And it turns out when he said they were going to attack on Wednesday, he was kidding. It was a joke. Right, right. And apparently the... And our media <laughs> took it. That's right. And moved it for, the, the story right. forward. So. I know, I know. And, and of course, the, and the White House ran with it too. He's just sitting there. Because they were looking he's for... He's goofing on everybody. They wanted to make
4: sure they had... They want, and so folks, be careful. There's going to be a false flag at some yeah. point as this Hillary thing gets steam...
1: And maybe a finger gets pointed at Susan Rice. Yeah. Um, Hillary did come out with a statement a couple hours ago. Um, and she says that um, Trump and Fox are desperately spitting up a false scandal to distract from his real ones. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. What misdeeds? Well, and you know what, Hillary? What you scandals? should have kept
4: your head down because now the mainstream media has a reason to report this and get you caught up in it, you
1: dummy. Yeah, well, they aren't very much. Right,
4: but, but this gives them like, hey, if we're going to run with this, now we got a reason so people can't say you never talk about it. That's right. So, hey, the yeah. Clintons were good in the 80s and 90s. You don't stay
1: that good being that sloppy. Well, you know, you have mentioned this too, the difference between her and her husband, which was night and day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean. She's the, she's the fucking
4: deplorable. That's right, she is. I mean, she walks into a room, I'm sure... Eighty percent of the people that I know are like, "Ah, oh, that bitch showed up." Oh, people were writing about that today. Yeah, I got to go over the, and say hi to her, about, kiss her ring, and the, I got to get away from her. Pantsuit stinks yeah, like she pissed
1: herself right. in her depend. Yeah, for right. Sure, I know people. know. but personally, people don't like her. You know, it's that people have been writing about that. It's. Uh,
4: I, and no, they're gonna. Durham just needs to get a couple of them to start talking. And, and the, the whole say, thing blows. Yeah. I'm going to save your, someone needs to be saved or gets the free get out of jail card. The rest are going to eat each other. Yeah, that's right. This is going to be fascinating how this goes forward. And Absolutely. the Republicans will screw it up. Because <laughs> that's the party. That's what they do. <laughs> that's why we're starting the conservative party
1: via conk.com. We actually got a caller here. I was actually going to end the show today, but let's see who this is. Hello? Hi, you're on you're on the Clunk Happy Hour. Who's this?
3: Hello, hi, this is Suzette calling from Southern California.
1: Oh hi, Suzette. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Good
3: afternoon. Hi, doing all right. <laughs> Were you on
1: hold for long? Uh yes. Sorry about that.
3: Um, well, I was just listening to the show, you know. Well, that's basically what I, I like to do—maybe comment. Um, but yeah, so it really didn't matter how long.
1: <laughs> well, I, you're from California, you. so I'm particularly—I'm particularly interested in what you think. You're from Southern California. Where in Southern California are you?
3: In Ontario or the Inland Empire?
1: Yeah, sure. Right. So uh, you heard about the San Francisco school board today, I assume, right?
3: Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think about that?
3: Um, not surprised, really. I, You know, Gavin Newsom should have been recalled, but there were things that went on in lawsuits that are going on right now. And um, that's because people here are not what the media is reporting as far as as progressive as um, they would like people to think across the country. And um, when it starts... Um, posing on children, that's when you start to see things as far as these progressives actually coming out. And they're not progressives. They're actually Democrats. They're, a lot of them are blue dog Democrats. And um, yeah, so I'm not too surprised about that. You, as um, you know, as Su- a lot of people are.
1: I'm sorry, was it Suzanne or Suzette? Excuse me. Suzette. Suzette. Suzette? Yes, Suzette. What mm-hmm. surprised me about the San Francisco vote was how lopsided it was. I mean... None, all three of those people got were voted out with over 70% of the vote. That really surprised me. I, I, I've i always thought, to me, San Francisco is like the last bastion in America of ultra-liberalism. So I was really, I mean, even though they're going to get voted out, it was surprising there was going to be that many. But apparently, like that, uh, I quoted an article from uh, one of the publications that we carry that said, um, uh, East Coast, West Coast, it turns out everybody's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's true. <laughs> well, because every button's
4: been pushed. Yeah. You know?
1: Whether it's you got kids in school,
4: oh
0: absolutely.
4: You ran out of money in your company. Yeah, you know you got a big fleet on the road and gas is up two dollars. I mean, there's there's anyone who says it hasn't affected them is got their head in the sand. Yeah, that's well, the true. thing. So yeah, and if it hasn't affected you now, when that mm-hmm. wave hits you, you know it's going to crush you because everyone else has been feeling been feeling it gradually. So if you've been immune to it, and it's it's coming, and I, hopefully this trucker thing in America will do it, that will shine the brightest light on people complaining, like, there's nothing in the grocery store. Well, yeah, that's what happens in third-world countries. You yeah. voted for these guys. Hey, Suz- Suzette, do you yeah. have Yeah,
3: well, t- eventually we'll get there right now because we are, we have the port here, the, one of the main ports <laughs> where everything comes through. Um, we don't see a lot of the shortages that, um, the other states are. Um, and so we've kind of got that going for us. There are some items, um, that are thin in the grocery store, but, uh, for the most part, we're, we're nothing near as far as people being concerned about it, which is concerning because they need to be if they pay, if they're paying attention. Um,
1: do you have? I have an
3: app that, that tracks the ships at the ports and shows the, um, the port in real time and what's coming in and what has been turned away and and everything else, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, and so people need to be concerned. (laughs) And they need to support these truckers that are going to be coming through
1: here pretty soon. Do you have Um, children in in school?
3: I do not. They're actually grown and have their own families, and they live in Utah.
1: (laughs) Oh, Good for you. That's good. Yeah, we have... um, we here in the middle of the country, I mean, I go to the supermarket generally, and I go to several of them, and one-third of the shelves are empty as a general rule. Wow. I don't know what you're using. Oh, my you, God. Yeah,
4: no, I agree. Yeah. Well, And we're in the middle. The stuff produced around us, like beef and stuff like mm-hmm. that, is not super crazy. Um, it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, it's, right. it's up, and, that, and that's it's where there. people are going to – That's the uh, cut that's not going to heal, you know. People said, "Hey, I went grocery yeah. shopping. It's twenty dollars more this week. They went to fill their gas tank up. It's eight dollars more. Something's given for twenty-eight bucks. Either the case of beer, the extra dinner out. I mean, that's you're absolutely correct. Yeah, that's where, where the that's where pain will are come.
3: in as far as in the pocketbook, not so much the empty shelves, but the pocketbook as far as the items that they're purchasing. Where, gas is five dollars a gallon." You know, I mean, it's just, and the products are smaller, but you're still paying more or the
4: same. <laughs> yes. Yep. And and it doesn't matter what your income level is because that's going to affect, you know, okay, people are saying, well, the super rich don't understand what's going on. Well, the people that work for them do, right? I mean, they're not mm-hmm. changing their light bulbs. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, those people are feeling the pinch. So if it's like, geez, I got to help. Joey, he can't show up because he's running out of gas. More money to him. It's like, why more money? What's going on? I mean, even if you're disconnected, this inflation will reconnect you.
1: I never thought of oh, it. Yeah, real quick. You, you said something that never never occurred to me before. It's like, I understand the inflation thing and the economic theory and all that crap. But you're right. If you spend have to spend $28 more to spend to buy like some of your groceries, that's twenty eight dollars you're not spending on anything else. So yes. th- therefore, the yeah. whole thing just spiral. It's just a it's a never ending downward spiral. Correct. And, right. and It's very tough to There's fix There's no more that.
3: disposable income.
1: Yeah. Yep. Right. So savings
4: goes. Their credit cards go up. All of a sudden, you get a t- flat tire. Tires are three hundred bucks instead of two hundred. You miss a day of work. I mean, that's how people get. I mean, we see it in in the welfare state when they get sucked into the, you know, they get arrested for something. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the system. Now the system doesn't want to release you. It wants you there as a customer. Right. Um, and that's what happens mm-hmm. in, in these economic turns is that it isn't the $5 gas. It's the $5 gas that costs you $8 more to fill your tank, $20 at the grocery store, and a car issue. Or... Your kid chips a tooth or I mean step on your glasses another 800 bucks and all of a sudden you look at it and you go where do what do I turn to
1: so Suzette were you listening uh first uh first uh part of the hour when I was talking about modern modern monetary theory say th- this just this just she's sleeping you put her to sleep with that kind of talk <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm I have a, a terrible human. I have a very. Uh, I
3: came <laughs> in on when uh, uh, Conk was talking about the social justice warriors and the people who have money, and whereas these other progressive social justice warriors are saying, "Well, gee, yeah, if I had twenty million, I would just not work anymore. Oh, yeah, disappear and buy an island, right?" And um, that's where I came in. And so, my brief analysis, if I may, please, um, I would say that the reason why the twenty million dollar, you know, company owners um, continue to work is because they don't know what else to do with themselves. If they retire, they go nuts. They've got to take on another project because they've worked so hard and so many hours and driven. To achieve that goal that they are finally at, but they can't stop, and well, it's not necessarily money that's driving them. It's just they develop the work habit, and they get up and they just do. They just do. That's just because um, they want. They wanted a goal, they achieved it, and so there, there's something else that needs to do. So, whether it's they continue their work business or something else, but other these other social justice warriors in school, they're, they don't have a an end goal. They have a um, a dream or a goal of achieving social justice and equality and bullshit stuff that doesn't work and it will never work because people have their own minds, They're individuals. So you can't control minds <laughs> in their in their way that they would like to to this perfect world, yes. and so they they will never achieve their goal. And in that aspect, um, they would say, "Well, if I had that money, I would just retire." And that's because they have no end goal with their with their what they're
1: trying to achieve. And, you and said that, you that's said that's what, more what eloquently what I we you and I were saying the same thing in different words, and you did it better. So maybe you should host a radio show. And, and, oh, and, and Suzette, in the end, <laughs> the, those the the people that get the social
4: justice warriors that get the twenty million are just like the uh, person that wins the hundred million dollar lottery. In five years, they're both broke. Yeah, because they don't understand. Yep. Yep. You got this new house. And then there's this system called maintenance, taxes, uh, upkeep, gas bill, electric bill, that's chewing away on your $20 million winnings. And that sooner or later, mm-hmm. because you aren't replacing it or, or, or you get, talk to some great investment guy, and he bought you 10% it, yeah. in an apartment <laughs> building that's yeah. going toes up um, – that's it's why a, those people, it's good to give them that kind of money because they go out and stimulate the economy, and they're, they're not going to save anything, and they aren't going to come and compete with you. They're not bringing any new mousetrap to the game. So give
1: them the money, helps the economy, but they're going to fret it away. It is astonishing, huh, the what the percentage of people who win major lottery winnings that kill themselves. Yeah, it's and, a, and the suicide. Reardon, you know, standard... Lottery
4: is, and you can ask anyone in my family, my wife absolutely goes nuts when I bring it up. When people say, yeah, did you buy a lottery ticket? I say, only if it's over $150 million. I split my half with the government. I split the other half with my better half. And then I get a paper bag, mm-hmm. a toothbrush, and a debit card. And Hank Reardon owns nothing the rest of his maybe short oh. life. But it's over for me owning anything. I don't want to care about a light bulb. We've talked about this before. I'm totally with you on this. I don't want to own anything I don't either. want any more stuff. No, I don't I want any more stuff. I now
1: because I'm grinding away. If yeah. I can get away from the grind, I'm a renter. Yeah. There's some billionaire or something. I can't remember who the guy was, but he sold all his houses. He lives in hotels. Yeah, why not? Well, Yeah, why not? I, I mean, just, you look yeah. at Bezos' this boat and yeah. you go, that's a major headache. Yeah. No, I know. It's like all And all the psychic when you own stuff like that, the psychic drain on your brain, it's just so enormous. You have to think about the, the sure. people, you know, the employees. and It's, it's mind-boggling. And then Billy runs the houses. <laughs> Jeff
4: runs the boats. Uh, Hank runs the motorcycle. I mean, it's like, what are we doing today? Motorcycles. Who's that again? I mean, ah, no. No, <laughs> rent. Yeah. Rent. Right, less stuff <laughs> even when you own your life.
3: House, you don't even own the property underneath it because you're still paying taxes on it so what's the point
4: correct
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
3: you know <laughs> there's a suzette yeah, there's there's I a agree there's completely. a neighborhood
1: here in Minneapolis called Nicollet Island which is basically it's a park preserve that people can that people live on permanently and the thing is mm-hmm. You can buy a house there, but you can't buy the land underneath your house. It's really – part of the river. Yeah, it's part of the – right. That's, it's, a, it's a very strange legal arrangement. And you can move a house to the island, but you can't own the land mm-hmm. on the island. And people do this, and it's like, I, mean, I don't know. It's just, well, okay – it's just an, it's another quirk about living in the Twin Cities. I guess I don't know, but it's just it's fascinating. It's an interesting place. It's right yeah. down the, right down the street from our offices here. It's like it's an island in the middle of the Mississippi, and it's really small. And if you don't see the skyline, you think you were in a small town. It's just, why I, did I why did I, bring, why did I even it's bring exclusive. this up? Because people <laughs> buy stuff in stupid places. That's right, like that. You don't because you don't actually own any of land.
4: And you don't land. anyways. We're renting everything. Even if people say, I own my house. <laughs> yeah, on your dead day, your dead day, you're returning <laughs> that's right. it. That's right. <laughs> Including yeah, that's the carcass right. you've been dragging exactly. around for X number of years.
1: Oh, man. Suzette, thanks for calling. So Thank you for calling. It's like an H.O.A. Yeah. island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, H O A, H O A Island. <laughs> Calling against Suzette. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna end our thank show here. thank you very here, much so. for
3: taking my call. Thanks, thank appreciate you. it. All right, righty, gentlemen. Take thank care. you. Have a great day. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.
1: Yeah, and with that, I think we'll will wrap wrap it up for tonight, Hank.
4: Well, thanks for letting me come in late. My assignments are oh. terrible. I don't have my contacts are off my phone. Um, I'm at the point, I've gotten through security at the airport, and I'm in the re, what do they call it? You get discombobulated. I'm in the recombobulated side of the airport trying to get my stuff back in my bag, my belt on. Uh-huh. And that's my day for today. So, <laughs> total.
1: You don't have your belt on? I do. Okay. It's a. Uh, your pants are staying up, right? Uh Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm steltering it. We got to go. Thank you. (laughs) Folks, all right. So, tomorrow we got a pre recorded show. Can't call in tomorrow on Thursday. uh, Conk weekend. Uh, The usual Hank will be here. uh, Tim Conaway will be here. And Jennifer Gamani will be joining us from San Diego. And we're looking forward to seeing you there, too. So, you guys, you take care. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Good night.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?